1: Hey, road trippers, you have indeed reached Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. But before we can take off on this week's road trip, we need to fill up the tank, which is code for pay the bills, which is code for run the commercials for the folks who are enabling us to go on these agave road trips. So sit back and Chava and I will circle back to you in a second. Je suis un grand canard. monsieur le tête de bombe
2: de terre. Lou, are you speaking in tongues?
1: Oh, Chava, I thought you spoke French.
2: I do, Lou. I lived in Nice for a year. And what exactly is that that you're trying to speak? <laughs> well, I'm trying to speak French. Okay, if you say so. And what are you trying to say in French? I am saying I
1: would like to try your sombra mezcal, please. Again? Okay, if you say so. But why are you attempting to order your sombra in French? Oh, Chava, young Chava, have you not heard? There is a new Sombra on the market, the Reposy. I think you mean Reposado? No, Chava, that's Spanish. I'm
2: speaking French. Then I think you mean Reposé. Ah, le Reposé is fantástico. <laughs> Still not French, but could you please get to the point?
1: Yeah, sure. Sombra has a new... Aged version of their award winning Espadine Mescal and is being aged in Bored Ducks Oak Wine Barrels. Good Lord. Bordeaux. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That actually sounds better. <laughs> Bordeaux Wine Barrels from, um, from, May... could you read this for me? Okay. Okay. Let me check.
2: Chateau Le Bille Poifere. Wow. That's one of the original second growth states in Bordeaux established in 1855?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not sure exactly what second growth means, but I can tell from all of your exclamation points that it's significant, which is what I figured from everything I've been reading about this. So I'm thinking the next time I go to a mezcal bar and I try to order a copita full of sombra reposé. Right. Next time I go to order a copita of Sombra repose I'm going to have to be able to speak fancy. Fancy talk gets
2: you fancy mezcal. I'm guessing you could just say, I like the Sombra reposé." You know nothing is that simple with me, Chava. I do, Lou, but for everyone else, just say, I like the Sombra reposé."
1: What we used to call normal, I don't know that we're ever going to get back to that again. What I do know is... The world is starting to reopen, and I'm guessing a lot of you are thinking about what that looks like for your bar or restaurant. Diageo Bar Academy has easy-to-access resources to help you think through your reopening. How do you safely manage your flow of customers? There's a video from Patrick Ure of the UK's Hawksmoor chain that suggests strategies for managing foot traffic while maintaining a healthy revenue. And what should enhanced cleaning schedules look like? Check out all systems go getting a handle on new hygiene measures. A video featuring tips from bars in Ireland, Australia, and Taiwan. And really, do take precautions to keep yourself safe. Ed poland of Higher Space has a host of suggestions for PPE that can help you protect yourself from unknowing characters in his article. Be a PPE pro. Check out DiageoBarAcademy dot com for this and more. Stay informed. Get inspired and nurture connections to grow your career or your business by joining Diageo Bar Academy. That's DiageoBarAcademy.com. D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Visit today. It's completely free and you will be amazed at all they have to offer. That's D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Log on now at DiageoBarAcademy.com to raise the bar and enhance your career. This is Lou Bank. This is Chava Perivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today, Chava, I want to talk to you about Mexican names.
2: You know, I always used to say, and because I know where you're going to start, and you're going to start with my name, because you would like to make fun of no, it. No, no, I'm what? not. No, where,
1: where are you going to start? No, I'm going to start somewhere else and make my way here okay. your name. Okay, so start wherever whatever you want. Fine. I saw this great post on the internet. I don't. I think it was on Facebook, which is going to make you laugh. Where a guy had said he would asked the question, "Why are so many of these great mescaleros and the and the tequileros? Why do so many of them have the first name Don?" <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, it's something that that because you and I understand that Don is not like a first name, right? It's, it's Sir, Sir,
2: exactly. It is, it's a, a, what would you call that? A sign of respect? Yes, uh, authority, respect, age, all of that. It's encompassed yeah. by Don. Yes. Right, so when you see Don,
1: Don Luis,
2: like you know that, oh, okay, Luis, he's like
1: he's a big man. Everybody respects, Luis, right? But he didn't get that, <laughs> and it's it's so easy for you and I to think that way because you know, well, hey, you grew up that way, and I've been immersed in this long enough. But the average person doesn't always know, and so I think it would be helpful to have an episode of our podcast that helps that helps all of these bartenders. Understand the names that are around these bottles.
2: Yeah, because, and, and I think it's, that's funny because a lot of them sometimes, and I've seen this, sometimes they refer to them to their nicknames. Like it's not even the proper name. They, they will put like the <laughs> so, nickname. So now, so now we're at Chava? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I think it's a good introduction to it, right? Because sometimes people say, yeah. like, why does this guy has two names? And I think, like, you know, because of wrestling and other sports, people are used to the alias. Or like, you know, like I don't know, like the UFC, <laughs> there's like Gagey the highlight or something like that. And in a way it works We're, like that. You know, we've we've got the same thing here. It's not like, like if if your first name is Robert
1: in the USA, it's likely somebody's calling you Bob at some point. If your name
2: is Andrew, you you're gonna get called Andy. Yes, but it's super straightforward. There's it's usually just a smaller or simplified version of the longer name, right? How the hell did you explain that my name is Salvador, which is the ultimate macho Catholic name, the savior? And turns out that the nickname is Chava, which means girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you've had days where a girl was your savior. More days than none, but... Wait, 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 wait.
1: I'm sorry. Hang on a second. You just said something I don't think I really understood. Chava means girl. I thought
2: Chava meant like... Like girl goat or something, but it means just straight up girl. <laughs> girl goat is really that what you see when you see me? No, it's just girl. <laughs> <laughs> just just girl. If so, if I if uh, if well, okay.
1: So like uh, our friend Lalo Eduardo uh, has a daughter, and if I
2: said, oh, where's your chava? Yeah. Oh, to chava. Well, it's because chava means girl, but it's depending in the area of Mexico where you are. It can be. It can imply different things. For example, if I asked you, "Where's your chava?", I might be implying, "Where's your girlfriend?" Oh. So and but if I say it like out in the ears, like "Donde está esa chava?", like "Where's that girl?", then it yeah means specifically girl. Uh, you know, Spanish likes to use same words for a lot of different things. I think every language likes to do that. Context is important. But chava, it's definitely either a girlfriend, girl, a uh, young woman. You name it, but it's usually around that vicinity or podcast co-host. But, but <laughs> you, like you but it's not like your nickname is Chava. It's anybody whose name is Salvador. They're gonna be they're gonna be called Chava. Yes, and even like you know, and Salvador it's a very townish name, I guess. Like some of the bigger, more masculine, muscular men that I've known in my life are named Salvador. <laughs> oh, it's like a boy named Sue. Yes. It's a boy named Sue. Like you had to become all buff because everybody called you girl when you were well, a kid. I don't know about that one. It's, I told you, like, it's the ultimate macho Catholic name. It's like Jesus is Jesus. But then what's over Jesus? The savior. Oh. So Salvador, it's like the, the Jesus enacting its powers, his powers, sorry. And Jesus, people who are named Jesus often go by Chewy. Is that correct? Chewy, Chucho, which in some parts of Mexico means dog. Oh,
1: wow <laughs> okay okay so okay but you know but but so i had this i have this friend named eduardo I've, I've got a number of friends named eduardo and most of them go by lalo yeah right but there's one the uh the guy he's a publisher uh in mexico city is a uh, uh, sexto pisto is his uh oh, really you house. know that guy that's an amazing yeah, yeah, editorial yeah. they do amazing stuff wow oh yeah yeah no he's yeah he's a, he's a, he's good fun He's good fun and at a party, because, you know, I thought I would show off my, my knowledge of Mexican culture. Um, I started referring to him as Lalo and I did it around a bunch of people who knew him. And, uh, and when somebody heard it, heard me say it and they knew I had been saying it all night, they were like, you let him call you that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> to Eduardo. And, a, and apparently, and he said, well, he, he brought the really good mezcal. <laughs> and so apparently, he doesn't like people calling him Eduardo, but he didn't want to – uh, calling him Lalo, uh,
2: but he didn't want to correct me. Yeah, it's, uh, we all have different relationships to those nicknames. Like, I know Salvador is that will not it's, – it's even harder. Like, for example, my father is also named Salvador. So for my whole family, mm-hmm. I'm not Chava. I am Chavita, which means little tiny oh, girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it gets, it gets complicated. You develop, I, I, and again, like these are, these are in some way awkward names. Eduardo isn't, but Salvador is like a more old school name. You have like, I oh don't know, Soledad. Imagine like being named Solitude. And the way they call them is Chole. Mm. It's usually CH sounds with really Catholic names. And my guess or the theory that I have hasn't been published nor peer reviewed, but is.
1: <laughs> is, it on, is it on Wikipedia?
2: Uh, I might have done some <laughs> tweaking into some linguistic pages, but uh, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to disclose which. But w- what I think, though, is that it was a trick that indigenous Mexico used to mock Catholic names. So they will make them name their oh. kids Salvador, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make that kid as the savior, but I'm gonna call him girl. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if it's true. I don't think anyone
1: would know if it's true, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me let me ask you another question about names. Um, that that always frustrates me. Is you've okay? So you've got the first name and then the first last name and the second last name. And you know why that? Right. Why, why is that? I, I, I think I do, but you tell me just rather than rather than cause a car wreck, you tell me what the uh, the truth is.
2: Well, actually, I do not know the actual truth. I just know the truth that we that any Mexican will tell you. Yeah. It's because if you don't name your mother in your name, you're in deep trouble. So, okay. <laughs> so you've got a first name and then your first
1: last name is your father's Correct. last name. Correct. And then your second last name is your mother's last yes. name. Okay. So sometimes let's, let's use Lalo as an example, right? Like I'll call Lalo, I'll see on a, a bottle, right? His name is listed as Eduardo Anales. Yeah. And so Anales would have been his father's last name, but sometimes there's uh, something else out. It's, uh, there's a second last name. That's his mother's maiden name.
2: Yes. And some people actually like our sound engineer is a wonderful example of this. He likes to use his mother's last name first. Like every time we call Roy Sierra, Sierra is his mother's last name. Oh. So some people do that. Some people like prefer to have their mother closer to them. But but in general, <laughs> oh yeah, like like in le- in legal documents and all that, you you usually use your the father's last name first. Got it. Got it. Okay, now now the the other curveball that always screws me up is
1: names like Jose Carlos? Yeah. And Juan Carlos? And like, like
2: you, you end up with two first names. The Carlos isn't a middle name, right? No, no, no. And, and that's lovely because sometimes it's very common as Jose Carlos, Jose Luis, and others like these combinations that are to be expected, but then people get creative. And it is tough that, <laughs> that it's very unconventional. And I cannot think of an exact example, but it's like, imagine I was named Pablo Salvador. And those are mocked as to be sub-opera names because they're over-the-top dramatic. Yeah. So when you're making fun of someone that has the name, you always put on your favorite sub-opera. And it's like, Pablo Salvador Rosales del Conde. Why did you do such a thing?
0: (laughs)
1: but which is funny but like I, I like to me this is a really important point because when we go to Mexico, right? When I go to Mexico, you, you you're in Mexico. When I go to Mexico and I visit people, I want to be respectful. Yeah, right? But I also want to be familiar. And I'm not, like Ana Paula, my friend Ana Paula Fuentes, yes. right? In in Oaxaca. If I just call her Anna, is that rude? Should I always say Ana Paula?
2: Well, it's like it's because you guys in English don't have these things, but like in the French tradition, when you're talking to a third party, you always ask them permission to start, to stop using vous and use the more familiar too. Does anyone ever say no? Some people will Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, like when, when you are talking with a teacher or you're talking with a family mm. member or even just like somebody that has a higher position than you in any context. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, okay. it, it's a little bit of that thing. Like I usually uh, first talk to people by you with the mo- ultimate respect credentials. And then if they insist that I can call them in more familiar ways, then I'll start doing that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I think, have we covered everything about names? No. I, there's
1: a reason why we're discussing this. Oh, you know what? Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's break for the commercial. There's a reason. Uh, <laughs> let's break for the commercial. And then come back and get to this thing that is frustrating you. Yes. Thanks, Lou. Adios. Do you want to offer beautiful, authentic Mexican textiles or ceramics to your customers but don't know where to get them? I've got a solution for that. What's that solution, you say? Not what, but who? The answer is Java. Or maybe, maybe you want to start a Mezcal brand but don't know where to source your spirits. Same answer, Java. Already have a brand? Want to build a more efficient distillery that honors Mexican traditions? That leaves a smaller carbon footprint? Chava Chava Chava. For the Mexican solution to all your gringo problems, head to Chava 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 dot com. That's C H A V A C H A V A C H A V A dot com and tell him Lou sent you. Okay, road trippers, we're back, and now Chava. Why aren't we done
2: talking about names? Well, you know, when you start learning about something, you want certain certainties, right? You want to be able to talk to a third party. And when you say something, when you say Chava, you know that you're referring to a person named Salvador, right? Like, there's no discussion to that. Like, like everybody knows that in Mexico. But with Agave, Jesus Christ, like, you say, oh, yeah, I just had a really nice pichomel. You're like, oh, okay, that's wonderful.
1: Oh, 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 oh. You know what I'm saying? Yes, now I get where you're going. It's interesting, right? The confusion of names extends. It's not just people. It's also these common names that they use for different agave.
2: Yes, and, it's, uh, and I think the best example of this just happened uh, when we, were, we went to Atinacal where they make pulque. So this is a completely different agave tradition, right? And we asked them, like, which species do you work with? And he started naming a lot of species or a lot of names that we will relate to the Mezcal world and that were clearly not the agaves he had there. Like he said Manso, he said like Sierra Negra, I believe. And those are not the Manso's and Sierra Negra's we're used to. So what the hell happens? Like, like I don't know, it just makes my head hurt.
1: Yeah, it's actually like when I when I first started down the road of, uh, of agave spirits uh, back when I would have Called them all mezcal. Um, you know, I, I I tried to figure out what my agave was, right? Like, like
2: your zodiac sign? Like your... <laughs>
1: kind of like that, yeah. You know, like, okay, you go into a mezcaleria in Oaxaca and you order something. Well, what do you order? Well, okay, maybe you recognize this producer, that producer. But really, like, okay, I am a fan of Karwinski's. And so I'm gonna ask for like that that kind of direction. And for me, it was araucenio. Hmm. I thought, oh, okay. It was after actually after you gave me that taste of the oligario Arroqueño that I decided, okay, araucenio is the agave that I love. Um, and and it was later that I realized, oh no, it, it's oligario's process that I love. It's not the araucenio, right? It. So that was one roadblock on that trip. The other roadblock was. You, know, you 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 fall in love with papalo may yeah right and papalo may is one you can literally just drive 20 miles out of ixcatlan and you you ask them what what a papalo may is and it's a completely different agave right it's that whole it's the uh, papalo may is cupriata in some places and it's potatorum in other places and then they've got papalote which is Cupriata in some places, and Potatorum in other places, they flip-flop.
2: Okay, wait, wait, wait. But but you haven't explained why do they have two names. You're saying this as if everybody knew that there's like a local name in the town, and there's a scientific name that it's... (laughs) Sorry, that is an excellent point. Cupriata being the scientific name, Papalome or Papalote being the common name. Yeah, right. So Chava is Papalometl, and Salvador is the scientific name, I guess. (laughs) I guess sure, yeah, we'll see, and, and there's even and the crazy thing with this is like, okay, if we were to say the scientific names, everybody agrees on them, like you know these species is for sure that, but even there there' there's controversy, like there's some species that turns out that they're not that species, they're subspecies of the species, so even in the let's say well regarded scientific realm, there's changes still today. Where something that was named one way, it's being named another way because new research has aroused.
1: Oh, it's so frustrating.
2: And then, you know, and then you've got the whole – I don't want to
1: get too much into the politics of it. But you've got the um, the CRM, the body that certifies mezcal, requiring labels to use a specific common name uh-huh. for an agave that might not be the common name that was used in that community. Which, you know, for me – that's that's literally hindering the cultural heritage for that community. And I get why
2: they do it. It's it's for gringos. It makes it easier for us. Yes, and, right? and if you if you even wanna go deeper into these kind of worms, the other big problem is certain names have become trends with you gringos, right? So sure. So, yeah. Like people are smart and they want to sell for better money what they're doing, so there's a lot of imaginative ways in when, even which they're tweaking the names to suit the market. Sometimes, right, right, but it's yeah, it's it it, it can it can cause you to pull your hair out if you have any. Hair. <laughs> Not your case, but I think what we're trying to say <laughs> with this is there's certain things that you can look for that it's going to give you an idea of what a you might be drinking. <laughs> and there's definitely some brands that are more trustworthy than others. Than when you read that they're using an agave, th- it's the likelihood that it's really that agave that you're reading. It's uh, it's it's more possible. <laughs> and some 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 go to the extent of using the, the the scientific name at one side of the local name, right? I, I've seen that in some bottles. Right. So I right I, I do celebrate that. You know, like these... Brands that take the extra effort to really try to be precise in what they're selling. And also, uh, and I think this also applies to this, even if it might look a little bit further in other place. It's not a lot of the mezcals that say they're one agave, they're 100% that agave. And we do encounter that a lot. Wait, wait, wait uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is a bottle might say it's 100% tobala, and it's not? Is that what you're saying? So just, yeah, I've, I've encountered that, uh, and I was reading-
1: I got I Boy, hang on. Okay, I no? Like, okay, I I I think you might find that when you're uh, when you're buying a bottle that's you know just somebody bottled it and you're buying it off of their palenque maybe they're doing that if it's actually being distributed commercially I don't think they could get away with that whether it's certified or not certified
2: Well cuz that's the difference between you and me you buy things that are available commercially in stores and I do buy the things that are bottled in, in plastic fun <laughs> stuff <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. So, you know, if, if
1: you're going to a Blanque, a Venata, going to where they make it, or going even like to the towns around where they make it and you're buying stuff from the little, what not, not bodegas, tiendas, uh, if you're buying from there, it, it maybe it's not what it's labeled. Maybe. But that's, is that really the point? The point is not, I want to know that I'm getting tobala. The point is, I want to know
2: I've got something delicious. Yes. But, right? but I also, like, I don't want to be liked to, Like, I'd I like to get what I'm buying. No? I, I I get that I I'm
1: I'm willing to um I'm willing to be more generous <laughs> to uh, stuff that's just being sold locally. Again, as long as I like the taste, I'm not so concerned with it. When it becomes commercialized and they're lying, then I have a problem. I'd rather I'd rather you just not tell me. Okay, what's in it? Or yeah, but
2: but but by, by no means we're not saying that you guys should geek into this like crazy we are past our time limit but i like i just want to say this before we wrap this episode i think that's a marvelous world and if you're into biology looking at all the taxonomies and the shapes and the styles of agave it's absolutely fascinating like it's it's crazy that these plants can have so many different shapes right and they're all beautiful by the way
1: yep yep, yep. so yep. if you want to geek yeah. into
2: this we are by no means saying you shouldn't we'd like to do this too. But don't think like if it's a foot on top of your forehead, like like don't don't get crazy about getting it right every time.
1: Yes. <laughs> the key thing is drink what you enjoy, drink it responsibly and pay and pay the right amount of money for it. Amen. And make sure you get the name of the producer correct. Yes. Every time. <laughs> yes. Okay, Chava. Let's call that a wrap for this episode. Okay. Adios.
2: Hasta pronto.
1: Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash network.